Me too. I am recording. I wow. am Korean. I am Korean. <laughs> I don't think so. That's problematic. <laughs> oh, I meant recording. Your English yeah. is very good. <laughs> You've had me fooled for years. <laughs> what if you just, neither of you ever noticed that I was actually just a Korean man? Would we be able to be proud of that? Would, we, like, would that mean that we were F- so Finally, like, two white people that can't see race. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like we'd be having those arguments online, and we could fu- we could we could be like, no, you don't understand. I am literally don't see the world through those th- that lens. I had a Korean friend for years. Thought he was thought he was good and white. Isn't there um? There's like weird neurological conditions where like I oh, think face like, blindness. Yeah, yeah, face blindness. Yeah, 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 yeah. I w- <laughs> this is all staying in, by the way. Can we <laughs> extend fine. that? It's fine. <laughs> all right, we should probably actually start it for real. Yeah. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to The Talk Shop, Season 7, Episode... I don't even remember. What episode are we on? It's been like a million years. I don't um, know. I don't Let know. 14? You might be right. Oh, 13. Close. Wait, I have 13 saved on my desktop. Well, the last one posted is Season 7, Episode 12. Okay, I must have typed this when I saved it then. Wait. Unless... There's no way that there was just an episode I didn't... No, no. No. Edit and upload. Okay, yeah. I, I must have typoed it. Okay. That would have been weird. <laughs> We're just sitting on one for like a month and a half. <laughs> Oops. Our our material is timeless. You could release it 10 years from now, and it would be as relevant and pristine. That's true. At, at this point, if we, if we release... And if we like skipped a number on a release... Like accidentally, if we went like twelve to fourteen, people would think that number thirteen was like unreleasable. Like we did, we said some fucked up shit. <laughs> we just cut the whole thing. I think that was the last episode. Was it the last one where we had to cut out probably about? I think it was the one before stuff? that. I don't think it was that much content. Oh, yeah. Well, no, because was... we kept referencing it, so I didn't know how much oh, yeah. it all ended up being. <laughs> a lot of it. There was a lot that had. Yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> that was a hard one because there was some funny bits in between that uh, weren't related to yeah. the joke in question that we had to slice out and the best part about it actually is, is one of you... our listeners picked up on it and knew we cut something out that's funny because it, <laughs> it was worse if you didn't give it the context because of what it sounded like so you couldn't leave like a random one in. yeah no no it all had to go yeah uh not this time though. and you'll never know about it we're staying on the straight and narrow this is a christian podcast yep uh i was gonna bring up my uh top 10 favorite episodes of veggie tales Hell yeah. <laughs> They're um, all just the one. one uh, the chocolate bunny one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, uh, Daniel and the Lions one. Oh no, what you gotta do? The king likes David more than me and yep. you. Oh um, no, the, what we gonna do? They we had good get him out. I, the, uh, the Walls of Jericho one. Yep. Yeah, with the French peas. Yeah. That was the yeah. first yeah. appearance of the French peas, I think. I think, and that was like wow, an that's some grade. lore. That's, that's <laughs> we got we got the VeggieTales trivia. Definitely not a rip off of uh, of Monty Python <clears throat> either. Oh yeah, no, not, no. <laughs> not literally the exact same thing. Um, 
the cheeseburger song have you heard that listen oh, to that oh yeah not recently but yeah i mean i I'm i very... actually listened to it recently that's a good song unironically the larry uh, the boy the theme for, is the unironic is catchy any- as fuck the, the pirates who don't do anything was legitimately funny like that's yeah. a funny concept like there was some talent there yeah <laughs> I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> veggie Tales. You either know about it or you don't, I guess. True. I think you everybody had to, you had to be there. Veggie Tales. Nobody doesn't know about Veggie Tales. There was a time. I guess, I guess it had true. mainstream pull, yeah. The reason our parents are also upset is because there was a time where Christian pop culture was not just relevant but dominant. Yeah. And so, like, Veggie Tales wasn't an obscure thing. I think just about everybody had some exposure to it. Uh,. It's just nowadays. It, it I, I I know a little bit about what happened to it because I got curious about it like a year ago or something. They Disney bought it, and then made it like a very like infantile version of it, like even more so. Um, it was okay. CGI, and they changed all of the character designs for something, for some reason. Uh, I think to smooth out the animation, it was worse. I mean, just objectively worse. Yeah. And so, and an interesting trivia fact about the, I think the that re-release it was on Netflix, right? That one yeah, version. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the guy who writes or created Earthworm Jim was a writer on that, I think. And I believe one of the guys from Mystery Science Theater was too. What, on the new one or on the original? Not the original, right? No, the new one. Oh, okay. I wonder if it was funny. I, I didn't watch any clips or anything, but that's some, that's some good talent. I'm trying to back up my claims. That could be completely made up, but I thought I remember hearing about that. That's one of those trivia facts you could get away with. No, but like... True. It's just yeah, pointless enough. That, nobody, nobody's the guy from Earthworm Jim wrote that. Veggie Tales. You'd be like, <laughs> nobody, okay. <laughs> nobody's getting on Google to be like, uh-uh, yeah. I'll fight you if you're wrong. Like that's one that you could just pass under any. Like, <laughs> what the heck? Tress McNeil, who's a voice on The Simpsons, was nominated for an Emmy for her performance in Veggie Tales in the City. <laughs> what the? <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> the, the, the connections are so funny. Uh, there's got to be. Like oh a, yeah. In the, the house vi- and in the city was the Netflix one, and the series leader <laughs> was Doug Tenaple, who's the guy who created Earthworm Jim. There's um, there's a Veggie Tales <laughs> show called The Veggie Tales Show, running right now. Oh, it's right still now. on. 2019 wow. through 2022. I'll hit you with another one that yeah. my mom made me aware of, and that's oh, that Adventures shit. in Odyssey is starting a streaming service. A streaming service? A streaming they're, just for Adventures in Odyssey? They're going to have like all of the... Because they have probably at this point a thousand episodes and they're all going to be available. Like just Dude, listen I to. don't even know. I want to listen to one out of morbid curiosity. I, I listen to that the messed up one with like the evil Mr. Whitaker. Oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> his Adventures in Odyssey got deep sometimes. They... I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast before, but they had one where a dude uh, got in the imagination station and went to hell. <laughs> oh my god it scared him into christianity because it was a really crazy episode because mr whitaker gets in it and he gets reunited with his wife in heaven yeah. and literally goes into a coma because he wants to die and go to heaven <laughs> oh, so then eugene Jesus. i mean if you're down on the lore <laughs> eugene who was uh, an atheist at the time had to know what it was so he got in it he went to hell for what felt like eternity Oh and my he gets, god he gets saved at the end of that episode <laughs> he's a oh, christian yeah. from then that- on was it that because that was like that was a flashback episode, right? Because Eugene was he was a staple character, but then no, he was, was he this... came in he came in unsaved. It was like a big thing. He was like oh he really was, okay. He was an intellectual, and so he didn't believe in God. Yeah, he and probably so... played uh, Star Trek computer games too. And instead like of a like Satanist, 
having some sort of debate or some sort of like intelligent conversation with him. They just, you know, put him in. Hell. I was going to say you, this happens in so much Christian media where like, and like all of the, like God's not dead movies and stuff too, where every time the impetus for like, like the conversion of an, of an atheist character is always like, uh, well, first of all, they're always an atheist for like some stupid contrived reason. Like they blame God for taking their daughter away or yeah, like for cancer. For yeah. Cancer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And like, <laughs> no one actually has a good reason for anything that they think. They just run around like ass mad. And they the never like they're never like just like a chill atheist. They're always like they hate God and yeah. they hate Christians. And then like, they're, and then the and then the turn is always something equally stupid. Like yeah. oh, he 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 got in like in a, a fictional machine and visited hell. <laughs> he yep. was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which to be fair, everybody would do. <laughs> Like, well, yeah. Well, and here's, it's like they've but, never played Doom before. Here's the thing about it, right? Uh, it's it's just like a whole life of like growing up on. The, it's like then you go out into the real world and you meet someone who's an atheist, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you like you don't you're you don't you're not equipped at all. You have no idea. You better hope you never get in a virtual reality machine and experience pure isolation for what feels like a thousand human years. You, <laughs> you'll you'll come crawling back. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I always wondered about that. Like, I always wondered, like, faith based completely on fear. Do you think God's into that? Do you think, like, because, like, the, the entire, like, ethos of Christianity is a relationship with God that's, like, you know, serving him and furthering his kingdom and doing all these things. If it's built entirely out of fear, which is a really interesting debate, you know, fear versus free will and all that kind of good stuff, which we don't have uh. to open up on this silly video game podcast. But, like, when you stand before God and he's like, well, why did you do these things? I, dude, I I knew you were standing over me with a giant boulder and I was just trying to do my time. <laughs> Tell that line. <laughs> like, does that count? I don't know. Yeah, uh, it feels kind of shitty. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't feel very Cause like, good. Well, because, like, obviously we can't understand <laughs> something as cosmic as God. And I'm not asking us to. But if my wife, like, if if I renewed my vows with my wife and her vows were literally... Uh, I have a feeling that if I don't do this, you're going to give me a black eye. That would be like a pretty, You're going to kill me. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a pretty terrible, you know, ceremony, right? <laughs> I'm sitting there like, I love you. You're beautiful. You're amazing. Everything I do is for you. And she's like, yeah, I, I just see that shotgun that you keep in that case. <laughs> <laughs> you keep the safety off for a reason. Nice day for a white wedding. Beer, dear, dear, dear. Um. Alright, what do we got? <laughs> anyway. Okay. I was just trying to remember I we were talking about sketch ideas again off podcast and I had one related to Adventures in Odyssey and it was something stupid, but I can't remember what the, the thrust of it was. And I'm trying to scroll back in our log to see what the heck mm. it was. I know this is really interesting. I got all day. Anyway. Okay. Take your time. <clears throat> well, in the meantime, Sam. The last topic, and this is from this is from August twenty fifth. It's oh, been a, it's been literally a month, literally thirty days to the day. It's September twenty fifth at five thirty p.m. as we speak into our microphones right now. Just in case True. you're curious, getting older and appreciating wholesome things. Oh yeah, okay. So this is like this is this is deep breath. This is my dad moment. First of all, I'm sick of everything on like okay. So since TV has transitioned away from any kind of like regulated thing into the streaming world. It is very hard with a five-year-old daughter 
because <clears throat> everything on everything swears and has sex in it. Like sitcoms and stuff, now they just drop the F word all the time. There's nudity. <laughs> There's a new sitcom on Hulu called, oh man, Reboot or Rebooted called, or something I can't like believe that. I got my sister pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're always looking for something to watch, like as a family, like when we're eating or winding down. We turn it on and, and immediately they start dropping F-bombs and like there's literally boobs on there. And it's like, I'm not a prude, but like when there's nothing uh, family related to watch anymore, it becomes really hard. Like it's Disney. You know how many times I've seen every Disney movie? A hundred thousand mm-hmm. times. And even yeah, Cobra Kai, which you. is Cobra Kai, which is based on an 80s, like an 80s movie series that was for the family. Even that has F words and, and stuff in it. Um, so all that to say is that I've really come to appreciate just more so than in my jaded youth. I've really come to appreciate just like wholesome good things that happen. I've come to value those quite a bit, like the almost like the Adventures in Odyssey esque, like happy times that happen on media that don't have yeah. to have murder and all that stuff in it. It's <laughs> funny that you bring that up because I, you know, I'm obviously not a parent, so I don't have exposure to this side of media, but like it's just something I've observed just from like all the streaming shows and how simple and easy it is to get access to this, like no matter what age you are. Yeah. Uh, ostensibly. And like, Compared to what, you know, was for either family entertainment or for kids specifically in when we were growing up, it's like night and day. Just Yeah, the you think about like when you were a kid, like what TV shows you were and weren't allowed to watch. And you think of today, like what's on TV and it's like unironically, it's like, like, oh, I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons or something. It's like right now, like the best show on TV is way worse than The Simpsons. It's was true. Then. It's true. It's it's absolutely true. <laughs> it's actually crazy. <laughs> um, and it goes beyond. I mean, like even wholesome things like that happen in the real world. So here's a good. Here's here's me not complaining for a minute about something good that happened. Uh, football season has started. I actually am a huge football fan these days. You guys do more baseball and NF one. I'm more of a football guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was really bummed because last year I was part of a fantasy football league with a bunch of people. We've all gone our separate ways now because uh, it was work related. And I don't think any of us still work at the same place. Maybe one. <laughs> and uh, I was really bummed because there I didn't have enough people in my life that even if I could like get them interested in a fantasy football league, it wouldn't be enough for a substantial uh, competition. <clears throat> And like uh, in Lord of the Rings, when Gandalf comes over the hill with the light, suddenly uh, before the first week, because I still had the app from our fantasy football league last year, everybody just kind of got on and started moving around their players. And uh, uh, we're still playing. We all came back together to play another year of it. So that's Aww. pretty dang wholesome. Pretty I'm dang coming out of retirement. So awesome. I like stuff like that. The world needs some. I think we need to be reminded that everything doesn't suck all the time. <laughs> Only most of the things a lot of the Only time. most of the things most of the time, right? And there is an important True. distinction there. Because I don't know about you, but as I, I happen to have a birthday recently, I'm now officially 35, which best case scenario is like 33% through life. That's if I live a good long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting tired, man. These dogs are getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to talk about the rehearsal. Oh God, yeah! I know I said I wasn't <laughs> I gonna watch it. it. I know I said I knew I couldn't handle it, and I was right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, okay. How much have you seen, Tom? 
Uh, I saw the last episode. I think Shay and I watched was the numbers guy. So pretty okay. early on. Okay. Okay. Um, first of all, okay, the first one with the guy in the the it's funny. The first one with the trivia guy. I thought that was cringe. I th- I oh. thought that was cringe. <laughs> it gets so much. Worse. I had no idea. <laughs> okay. I the funniest part of the show for sure. It's not even close. Is how casually he flexes his resources <laughs> that he <Yeah>. has, <laughs> and how like the people who he's involving must think he's some kind of god. Like he just builds like this raising canes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A perfect replica of that staff yeah. and they make food. <laughs> That's like the funniest thing. Um oh god, where do I even start? Okay. Yeah. There's I really want to hear you try to explain this show because the more you try to explain what happens in it, the more you just fall apart on your own work. Okay. Honestly, one of the funniest things in the whole world that I've ever seen. And, and like it's hard because you have to stop and like actually like take stock and think about what's happening and like unpeel like the like the multiple layers, the 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 gold digger guy. Yeah, because they keep casually just piling things on, like it's the obvious next step, but yeah. it's like the most insane conclusion to like, <laughs> and they just do that like every five minutes for the entire show, and then by the end of it, you're like, how did we even get here? Yeah, <laughs> like that whole thing with like like the meta thing where like the actor and his fake uncle and like go oh my god dude and then the funniest part okay it's this this is gonna be possible to explain so i if you've seen it you've seen it the part at the end of that uh, um when they re-meet the next day after the the gold digging thing when um uh the guy the mark whatever his name is is talking to the actor they're talking he's talking about all the shit that happened about the fact that like the fake actor uncle died um, and they're arguing about whether or not the the real guy is gonna get any of the gold. Nathan comes in and he's like, "Guys, guys, guys, you gotta argue this on your own time, okay? We're here. <laughs> we're, <laughs> this, we're here to talk about your this guy's thing." And then they all get into character and they're talking about this. About same the exact thing. same thing. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so funny. Oh my god, the biggest um, laugh I had in the entire show. Not to interrupt you, but don't the biggest, I, I don't think I've laughed harder in a long time, yeah. was the silent birthday party. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> Nathan's raising a fake kid, which you just have to accept. Just don't make me give you background on that. Yeah, yeah, Nathan yeah, yeah, is yeah. now a single father to a fake child that he's rewound time on to make sure that he's there for all the big Also, moments. the fake child is like a character. It's not one actor. Yeah. Yeah. And so Nathan, Nathan wants to throw up a birthday party, but he doesn't want to spend the money on having um, actors with <laughs> lines in it. So there's a rule in the Actors Guild that there's like a huge pay jump between speaking and non-speaking roles. So he hires a bunch of actors that can't talk and they have a completely silent birthday party. <laughs> for this kid actor that can talk and oh my god it's so funny like they, they Nathan sings happy birthday on his own while everybody's just standing around and he's like no don't worry guys you can clap that won't matter yeah <laughs> everybody Dude. starts clapping um okay a couple things um first of all that one guy 100% schizophrenic a 100 million percent what, the numbers the guy? numbers guy was schizophrenic <laughs> oh yeah that dude oh was my god insane. oh my god <laughs> When he goes, the things that people are just willing to do if there's a camera on them, <laughs> like that weird, crazy lady 
who's like f- like faking this whole scenario to see what it's like to raise a kid. Oh my god, that lady was yeah, yep. And, and she was just like like laying down all these weird expectations on this guy who's clearly not well and yeah. he's just like agreeing to all of it. And then, <laughs> oh my gosh. I love when I can't they, think of any it's been a while, but I love when he goes so back to his apartment to get stuff cuz he's going to go stay at the house overnight and he brings oh, yeah. a bong. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's going to like raise a kid. Literally, that's what he's going to do. He's going to go and raise a kid, and he brings a fucking bong. And then he, he gets into gets a fight in a loud, with his roommate. Yeah, 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 a loud argument with his roommate. And because then, his roommate's like, "Dude, you, I don't know why you like care about numbers so much." And he's like, <laughs> "Freaking out!" I remember he he basically like goads his roommate until his roommate like gets up and he's like like ba- like basically like you want to fucking go dude and the guy just goes god bless you man and he walks away <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh my god that guy's fucking crazy that guy was crazy with a k that guy was fucking crazy <laughs> and a z yeah uh, doesn't he casually mention that he's been in all these Wait, cars he's driving I'm an like, idiot. oh yeah i told him i really- on tc in 2012 no oh, there's yeah. funny because he keeps he drinks and he and he gets high and Nathan's like, I don't think you should drive and he's like, No, I'm good. And his <laughs> yeah, car doesn't have a license gets, plate. And then just oh, cuts yeah. to the it's next scene and, Nathan, and Nathan's driving. <laughs> um uh, the part the part that I think I cringed the hardest at, I literally could not believe this, was the schizo dude. Literally the first night checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's like Literally, like, leave. two instances of, like, a baby, a fake baby, fake crying. He's, like, standing. <laughs> he's standing in the lady's room with his bag. <laughs> and he's, like, I just can't take it. I need to sleep. And she's I got to like, go get a good night's sleep. She's, like, are you leaving? And he's, like, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, is that your bag? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't cringe harder leaves. with the little kid when, when Nathan has to explain to the little kid that he's not the real dad? Oh! That was the hardest part to watch for me. I forgot about that. That unironically, the show stopped being funny. <laughs> no, it that did. was like not okay. <laughs> no, it's it stopped. It very much stopped being. I, funny I at that actually point. like don't know how I feel about. You that. felt like you were watching a war crime. It really did. It did not. Feel it was right. like actually not cool. <laughs> so the kid Holy that they throw shit. this, the kid that they throw the silent birthday party for, because Tom hasn't seen this yet. Yeah. He then has to trade that kid out for an older kid. Right. And this little kid who, I don't know, four or five, maybe, maybe that old, maybe even three, um, doesn't have a real dad. Like oh, the real dad no. left. <laughs> oh, no. And they they commit maybe an episode or two, maybe entire episodes to One trying half, to untangle yeah. the trauma they've put this kid through as he genuinely believes Nathan is his dad. The kid now. calls Nathan, da- yeah, like calling Nathan dad and like the mom is like goes to Nathan and is like, you know, you need to talk to like, oh my God, it, like it. It fully leaves character, <laughs> and it's and now Nathan, just a sh- it's now just a show about like a <laughs> it's now just a show about a kid with trauma being like used by his mom. And but uh, Nathan does realize that it was a mistake and tries to make it better. And to not harm another kid, tries many things, including having a grown adult act like yeah. A I I didn't cringe that hard about any of that stuff. Because it was like, oh, I don't know the the grown man in the overalls crawling got him going. Dad, that was just that, that was that was so just, funny. dude. That was I. Okay, it's like um, they, he wasn't in the no uh, um, 
what what do they say he wasn't in the game you know like like criminals (laughs) it's like there's like normal innocent people in the show and then there's like nathan and people associated with like i i don't feel bad about i don't cringe that bad uh but nathan when he goes over there again months later and the little kid is still like can i just call you dad oh my (laughs) god he's like no i'm nathan I'm your friend, remember? It was acting. Holy shit. I don't have a dad. <laughs> it's so, like... Oh, my God. There's a lot of times in the show where you're like, oh, these people are all in on it. Like, this is scripted. That was not. That was a little kid that got seriously messed up by the show. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Hope you laughed, assholes. <laughs> Dude, that show... That show's the worst thing that ever happened to me. It was... <laughs> it was... I, I can't... I, I genuinely can't believe I watched the whole thing. I don't have the stomach for this shit. I can't do it. I've never seen anything like it. I don't. They've renewed it for a second season, but I genuinely I don't did. know how. I don't know how. How what do you do, do? Where do you go from where that show ends? <laughs> like, yeah, watch uh, it. He'll find a way. Yeah, watch like, it. I mean, you Nathan will. for you went on for like ever, and they. I th- assumed they would just run out of ideas after a while. But yeah. they kept on finding new, insane things to do with random business, small business owners. <laughs> Like uh, giving away gas for almost a third of the price as long as you do a mail and rebate to the top of a mountain. <laughs> yeah, that one was good. I liked I the, it. Was one. like was outdoors, w- outdoor wear, and they had like a Holocaust memorial in yeah, the store. I saw that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Anyway, now that we've talked about a show that probably nobody listening to this has seen, you should check. Watch it. Or it. if they have seen it, it was two months ago. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> um. I guess real quick, uh, related to TV, uh, I finished watching the latest Star Trek series. Oh, yeah. What would you think of it, man? Because that was based uh, on my recommendation, so I'm curious to see if it was worth it or not. Yeah, so <clears throat> it's called Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Uh, basically, for the, the nerds out there, it's uh, with Captain Pike. So it's right before um, the original series. As you may know famously, the pilot episode for Star Trek the original series was Captain Pike uh, I did not know that well now you know what happened between the pilot and they the found show. William Shatner and they're like let's get rid of this guy <laughs> <laughs> um, fair but uh, I would say Star Trek's been in a pretty rough spot for the past decade basically uh Picard is awful. Discovery is awful. This show is the best of all of those. I'm not What's it called a again? huge fan. Strange New Worlds. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I'm not a terribly huge fan. This, But I guess my problem with it is more my problem with modern television than it is with the show itself. And that might sound like it makes no sense. But I'll try to explain. Um, there's like so many lazy hack writing things that just kind of crop up in this show that I'm sick of. And there's a lot of things that they deviate from classic, I guess, Trek. Uh, like the the feel of the old Star Treks. Uh, so one thing is, I none of the crew seems like they're professionals. Pike seems like he's like a jock <laughs> for some reason <laughs> who loves cooking. And then... All of his senior staff are like constantly making snide remarks at all times. Like there has to be a like a, a comedy element to every serious scene. 
Mm. It'll be like, well, I guess he's not happy after he's like gets in an argument about like a genocidal dictatorship somewhere. I, do you think Marvel did that? Like everything. I, has, I, I do. I, I was going to bring that up. I think that's the Marvel effect okay. that has yeah. just poisoned all this kind of media. <laughs> Tony Stark. It's the Tony Stark effect. <clears throat> yeah. And it's just like everything that has to be quippy and everything like, but they're like all so unprofessional. Like in the old show, it was like, it was honestly a lot of times boring how professional everybody was. <laughs> like there was like lots of uh, instances of people like declining to comment on things or anything in the old show just because that's just not unbecoming of a Starfleet officer or like all that, whatever, nerdy stuff. But that like lent to the feeling of like, oh, this is an actual proper like military organization not just like a, a ship full of teenagers <laughs> constantly <laughs> making retarded remarks at like yeah. everything that's occurring around them or like this uh massive air quotes witty banter but again to that is a problem with a lot of modern television so i think that's almost like its own separate bubble we'll call that the marvel effect bubble or the tony stark effect bubble as far as a Star Trek show goes, this is on the right track. I hope they can like dial it back a little with all this other stuff and just focus on because they they did like each episode is its own self-contained story, which I really Good. appreciate. Okay. There's not many shows doing that anymore. <laughs> and that's like a classic Star Trek thing for the most part. There's some uh exceptions to that, of course. But um I think they it's a little violent, which might sound weird, but it's like if you if you watch old Star Trek, it's hilarious. If you just take like a a clip of someone using a phaser in the old Star oh, Trek yeah. versus the new one, like you could just like move out of the way of a phaser in the old one. You just like slowly shift right a little bit. <laughs> And then that just goes right past you. And this one it's just like pew 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 choo, 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 and like people are just getting shot and blasted everywhere. Um so they need to tone back like the dark action and people dying and all that kind of stuff, I think. I don't know. It just doesn't feel quite the same. It has glimmers of hope, though. There are some good episodes. I'm trying to think of. Like the... Uh... The... Oh, crap. I can't remember which episode it is. There's this one that like I thought was particularly stupid, but it also kind of reminded me of TNG was where it the ship becomes the storybook fantasy. You yep, that, that was scene? very that was very next generation. That was because an homage. That to reminded next me of a holodeck yeah. episode. There was In Next Generation they just keep going in the holodeck and it keeps <laughs> functioning and they keep Yeah, it's just like but they keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They're in there the next day. Fucking Moriarty yep, becomes Moriarty's a real living entity. Yeah, he's <laughs> on the ship, he's murdering people. Yeah. Because um, so they that always fly felt, through like felt, a nexus at the at the right moment. Yeah, like this a, a solar flare jumped mm -hmm. out or whatever BS. So I mean, there was a lot of annoying bullshit in that episode, but it was also like that was like, oh okay, this this feels like the Star Trek I remember. Um, the one I hated was I think not the season finale, but near the end <gasps> with the what the hell is that name of that alien race? Oh, they're the big people. Jeez. Yeah, what the? <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm no, done. Uh, <laughs> the Gorn. The Gorn. Yeah, the Gorn. Yeah. Which, if you, if anyone listening remembers, that one 
memeable, super clipped and shared scene from the original series with William Shatner fighting a rubber lizard oh, and his yeah, shirt yeah, ripping off. That. That's the Gorn. Uh, so they're trying to build it up as <laughs> basically they're trying to make the Gorn this show's Borg. Yep. Like it's pretty clear that they're trying to set it up that way. Um, I don't buy it, but uh, and also the episode basically where they're at that polar research station. And they basically just copied. They took the thing and um, yeah, alien, and just like combined them. And like, there's not an original thought in the entire <laughs> episode. Like, there's a lot. There's still a lot of hack writing, but there are moments where it shines through. And I just hope that they can actually like buckle down and try to make something that's actually interesting to watch. But there's a lot I kind of disliked about it. I've been that's rambling fair. for a while, but no, that's fair. I uh, I did not notice the violence. I won't lie to you. Call me whatever you want to call me. I like the idea of the Gorn. I think that space has that same ability to ability to scare you as like the deep ocean, and yeah. that you, there's all this like cosmic stuff out there that we can't possibly understand. That's mm-hmm. true horror. Firefly did that. You know the people that saw the edge of space and went crazy. I think they're called the Reavers. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like that. That's that's a space like a sci-fi trope that I really like. Yeah, it's like um, Lovecraftian kind of style. And, and since I don't know enough about Star Trek to know that the Gorn had been referenced before, I was willing to set aside the fact that like, man, these Gorn sure are a big threat. I wonder why they've never come up <laughs> in any series because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're kind of a big deal. Um, because just so you know, in the show, they're sold as like this unstoppable force that's going to destroy everything and you just feel like maybe that would have come up you know maybe even somebody would have been like man the borg that's the worst thing we've had since the the corn backwards you know yeah um, the brog but that, that's the, the kind grob. of stuff that's the kind of stuff i'm willing to let go i thought that they did a lot of good table setting and they never tipped their hand all the way to let you see everything about them so there's actually if there, there's going to be a season two and there's a lot we still don't know about them I like that. Uh, the violence, I did not notice. I'd have to watch it again to like take note of that. Uh, the quippy dialogue, I think that I just count that as a, it's a standard thing now. Because for a show to yeah. succeed these days, you're not going to have... <laughs> like, it just wouldn't it wouldn't succeed. Unfor- I, I agree with Is you. Is it in true that, that it wouldn't? Or do you think it's just like... Is it like a self-fulfilling prophecy? I think do it the, is. Do the people do they times. think it can't succeed if they don't do that because somebody just wrote a bullet pointed list of all the things that Marvel movies do and they think they have to do all of those? I mean, or it do depends you think the show on, actually I'm, wouldn't be popular if they didn't do it. It depends on how cynical you are because I have come to believe that I used to think I was very smart. Now I think that I am perfectly average intelligence. The thing that I've come to see is that a vast majority of the people around us are sub-average intelligence. Not everyone, but a lot I of mean, people. I mean, if you're average, half the people are dumber than you. And um, it is, uh, and, and there are, I promise you, a huge amount of people paying for Paramount Plus that want to clap and laugh at the screen when somebody says something quippy. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but yeah. I, I think that I think that just from what I've seen of humanity, like. A show cannot hope to justify the budget they put into it without trying to mass appeal to audiences and massive audiences. That I can see. I can see from the studio's perspective because it's like, oh, we're going to spend like, I don't know, eight million an episode. Yeah. We got to make it broadly appealing. Yeah. It it has to be lowest common denominator. Like, you're just not being responsible. Like, yeah. And like, which is shitty. And that's but... that, that's not to say I disagree with your point, Tom. I would love to see like a very like Starfleet was very disciplined. They were to in order to survive, they had to be. 
And there's like this whole thing with like the rogue captain. And I mean, they, they kind of wrote themselves into a corner having Pike, right? Cause everybody knows what happens to Pike. Yeah. And they do away with that in the first episode. I feel like that hurts the show. That was one of the biggest things I felt like. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to bring that up too. Like, I guess it's not really a spoiler. It's kind of the premise for the show, but for whatever reason. So every, like in the original series, Pike comes back later in the, I think the first season and he's just like a, in a space wheelchair basically. And he's like a quadriplegic and he can't talk. He speaks through beeps on the, <laughs> the chair. Okay. Uh, very quickly. Is this, where in the timeline is this show? This is before the original series. Okay. Right before the generation. So right Spock before. is in it. Uh, Uhura's in it. Uh, a lot of like, like or not, uh, actually, they did do a Scotty. Okay, so there's a couple of things that bother me. Actually, yeah. now that any callback, any callback to the original series really annoyed me. Because yeah. like, just the be member berries thing. were in full force in this show in a lot of ways. Is it, and that is it was just like, like in the timeline, like the, the callbacks just don't make sense, or no, they no, do. I mean, they they I mean, do, but they the relied they on do. them. I think. Okay. 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 To try to sell it as like, oh, this is this is just as legitimate as the original series. It's just as good because look, here, look, we got Spock. He's here. He is. Remember Spock? I remember. Remember Spock? Yeah. Only Spock gets mad laid now. Yeah, I know. He's a lady killer. <laughs> they they, they donate a lot of time to this series to him and his fiance. I will say though, the guy that they got to play Spock, his is a great line, job. His yeah. line delivery is like so much like Leonard Nimoy's. It's like uncanny sometimes. He did a great like, job. He talks just like so. He yeah, good job on the Spock thing. But also bad job on the Spock thing because now he's just like an emotional <laughs> like uh, lady killer. It's like if you watch the original series, they had like Leonard Nimoy invented the Vulcan neck pinch because he didn't want to do action because probably because <laughs> he smoked so much. That's <laughs> like, so funny. And it's like, yeah, you're I don't an know. actor. It, you're like, no, I'm not going to punch that guy. I guess I'll just I'll pinch uh, his neck and he'll the fall down. Definitely don't always line up because, like, Ahura, they try making her like one of the biggest characters of the show. Yeah, and you go into the original Star Trek, and, maybe and she's I'm just like, like off. She's into just this. In the, whenever there's a beep, she's like, oh, it's this. <laughs> that's like yeah, her, that's, that's her whole yeah, like in Galaxy Quest, like Sigourney yeah. Weaver is the the lady who repeats what the computer says to everybody, yeah. but louder. and my biggest gripe is that there's no empath because that's my favorite thing that star trek next generation did the person that comes up when somebody's screaming on the tv oh yeah he's angry angry. (laughs) it's like oh thank you is that what the the empath is that what people call that oh oh yeah yeah they're like magical funny thing it's like there's like in tng there's data and there's uh uh troy and they're both like they seem to be characters designed for autistic people who like cannot decipher emotions or faces or anything. Because Data is basically just like an autistic person. In the future, everyone is on the spectrum. <laughs> and then Troy is like explaining emotions yeah. that are clearly happening <laughs> yep. in front of you to ev- the audience. Like they, oh, wait, in pain. they knew their target audience back. Then. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um. But yeah, uh, yeah. The so the member berry thing was frustrating a lot of the time i will oh, completely oh, oh, I, was, I know what i was going to talk about yeah so in the, like the last episode they have kirk he comes in <clears throat> but the it's not the real have... kirk well it's his brother it's james it's, it's kirk. no it's, it's an alternate dimension kirk so okay, they wouldn't have enough. to commit to it I, I i only know that because Proceeds. i i read an article about like why they because i got a little bit annoyed with the callbacks and so i was like why are they doing this so i looked it up 
And they literally wrote it off as, we could do whatever we wanted with Kirk, because it's not our Kirk. It's some alternate dimension Kirk. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's the literally point. what the writers out. did. That's yeah. just like, we did a bad job, so we're, uh, it yeah. doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> and so, But the actor they got to play Kirk looks nothing like William Shatner, doesn't behave like him in any way. He's just like a white guy. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> is like then, the... I think his his whole thing is he comes in and... What is it? Is is he more attack in favor of attacking? Is that Or is he... He's like he, a gambler. Like he's, he plays he like the opposite side of whatever it is. Like trying yeah. to be a sneaky guy. Yeah, which his is whole like point I, is that he wants. He's he's like the like the Pike wants to do something very diplomatically or something, and I feel like Kirk came in just to be like, no, we need to push forward, and that was like, yeah, that's a Kirk thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and like the implication is that was the right way to do it. Pike messed up by not doing it that way, and but then yeah, I don't know. The, like, the like, whole oh, Kirk is a better captain. <laughs> yeah, it's like kind of a mess. Of like the end of this season. Um, but so okay, so they cast a guy to play Kirk who looks nothing like him. Pretty much sounds and acts nothing like him. And then there's like a throwaway scene where Spock's working on something in the ship, and then they cut to a guy's arm at the end of a corridor, and they have a Scottish accent, so it's clearly supposed to be Scotty, the engineer from the original series. And but they don't show his face, and I was like, "Well, you just you just had some guy who looks nothing like." Sounds nothing like, acts nothing like Kirk, but now you won't show the engineer. <laughs> like, what? why is this being held off? You just have some guy shouting in a Scottish brogue down a hallway, and they're like, yeah. oh, do you remember Scotty? <laughs> do you remember? Yep. So here's where, I, here's where I, I will agree with you. The callbacks were bad. I wish that it wasn't Pike. I don't like the, the only overarching theme of the entire show is that Pike's dreading his future because he's seen it. Yeah, I got, yeah. He does, we were going to talk about that. I kind that's of like, steamrolled that. But. That's the only recurring plot point is that every once in a while, like there'll be something dangerous that comes up, and Pike's like, "I don't want to do it because I might end up in my wheelchair," even though he knows exactly what's going to do it. Um, that part was all annoying. I liked it. The good parts for me shone through stronger than I think they did for you. I liked. I you know, it's been a long time since I've watched it now, but I remember finding a lot of the episode concepts interesting. And and well explored. Like there's one I know where there's like a there's a meteorite that's going to destroy a planet, and there's yeah, aliens. Yeah, that's the second that, episode. I think that was a pretty Star Trekky episode. I would say. And there's like protecting aliens, and it's going to crash into a planet, and so they beam some people down to check it out, and it turns out it's a it's like a god to these aliens people. Like that either they say that it can give or take life, and they're going to declare war on the Federation if they intervene at all, and. uh they do a lot of like they do a lot of philosophical debates about what the right thing to do is in that situation and how to go around it. They try a bunch of sneaky things, but none of it works. But ultimately what I thought elevated it was the meteorite does shift course on its own and the planet was a desert planet and it changes the weather patterns to give it rain so that it can flourish. And the aliens are like, see, it is a God. And like, it's left like, it's not, you know, is it a God? Is it not? You don't know, but it's a very interesting ending. Yeah. And then, like, the whole music, like, it communicates through song yeah. and stuff I found interesting. Um, there was, I think, the episode after that, they were talking about, like, a little bit about the history of Earth. And they were like, yeah, like, the Second Civil War. And then they cut to, like, modern-day random protests around the U.S. Oh, and I was like, yeah. oh, my God, barf. <laughs> Just yeah, they did shut that. up. They did do that. <laughs> and this, like, it, the, some, like, it's true that a lot of, you know, the Star Trek series, like, they would take cues from modern oh, yeah. day. The best part on. about Star Trek was that it ignored, like, a thousand to two thousand years of human history and was just always talking about stuff from, like, the 1910s and stuff. 
Yeah. That always cracked me up. <laughs> but then they didn't like outright just like, look, here it is. These are all the bad people. I don't know. There's something kind of gross about that. But, um, oh, another thing. This is, this is a nitpick, I will admit, but it bothers me. If you watch the original series on the Enterprise, that thing looks like an IBM like computer from the seventies. <clears throat> like there's like they don't even have like screens. It's all buttons and there's like printers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's ancient. And then this is supposed to take place before that show, right? <laughs> but all the technology is like fancy iPads oh, and like okay. it's like so it it's Pulls me out of it. I wish they would have, like, committed and, like, went back to the stupid, like, technology that kind of doesn't really make any sense just for the sake of staying true to it. But I get why they didn't. I'll do one better. Yeah. I wish that if they were going to do a show called Star Trek Strange New Worlds, they just cast it as far away from all of this stuff as they could. (laughs) That would be... That would be preferred. I would like to see some people actually try writing something original yeah, for like, once. Like but how then about again, it's the future, Discovery like came after. out and it sucks. How so. much of the show relies on it being a prequel? Uh, could they have just could it's they have just put in it, it way off in the future and I don't know, just like that, changed it? That's what they tried with Discovery, I think. Okay. And that show sucks. Okay. I never watched it. So um I don't know. It, all in all it's just it it's the same kind of the whole, entire like creative control of Star Trek currently is under like this uh, this group of people that are kind of not very good writers and not very thoughtful. Like Alex Kurtzman is one of them. He's like a huge hack. <laughs> and so like they 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 present it in the completely wrong way for all the wrong reasons that people actually like it. Like they don't understand what the appeal of Star Trek actually is. They just see like superfluous things, and they kind of gravitate towards that. Like, hey, look, it's it's Spock. You remember Spock? Ha ha. My counterpoint to that would be that they they were obviously drawn to Star Trek for a reason. I think they probably appreciate it to a degree, but I think that the studio. I'm telling you, I think a lot of this stuff would come back to the studio being like, we need to figure out how to get as many people watching this as possible. Yeah, because be it too. feels very studio led in some yeah. ways. I mean, and I'm not going to sit here and say that every single episode of the older series was a complete banger because that surely was not the case. There's a lot of stinkers in TNG, like really like terrible episodes. But uh, I think generally it was a more interesting cerebral experience watching that than what I got largely from Strange New Worlds. There were moments where it was like, oh, it's so close to being a good Star Trek show. Just like uh, cut out some of this uh, fat, just make it lean, and I think it would be really good. But yeah, we actually ended up talking about Star Trek for quite a while there, so we can move on to something else now if you want. Unless you have anything else uh, to add, Sam? No, I agree with most of your points. They just didn't bother me as much as they bothered you. Yeah, it's because I'm <clears throat> autistic. Aren't there we was all? I didn't have an autistic analog. He's in the just show. a bigger fan than you. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, yeah, I, that, think I really hope it doesn't come across that way because that's no, not no, 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 no. After after hearing Tom talk about, it, Tom is definitely a bigger Star Trek fan than me. Absolutely, I like Star Trek more than Star Wars, but I'm not like ready to go on a hill about any of about any of this stuff. It's, it's, it's next generation is a key part of my childhood, and that it was just a show that I watched with my dad that I liked, mm-hmm. and 
I thought Picard was a good leader. And that's about where my opinion on the show ends. <laughs> I watched it about five years ago. I watched through all of the next generation. I was like, man, this is really good. It's worth another watch through, <clears throat> I would say. It holds up pretty well, largely. Uh, TOS is a little hit or miss, but uh, TNG is really good. We're actually watching, Shay and I are watching through Deep Space Nine for the first time together. I had seen it a long time ago, but it's been a long time. That show's a lot better than I remember, too. Um, I will say I'll give this episode like the 40-minute warning. I have to be done at about 6.45. Okay, Let's uh, start cranking through some stuff. What's next? Oh. Uh, let's see. Oh, I went to Colorado. I know this is... Oh, yeah. yeah. We could talk about it a little bit. I won't linger too much. It's cool. The mountains are big. It's awesome. Uh, I think it's the... cool. So you and your wife just went and you, you like, camped. Like, yep. you just set out and you just... I think that's pretty rad. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um. It's uh, nice to take a trip like that. I th- the reason I like like tent camping and stuff is you realize how little you need to actually just like have an enjoyable time. Yeah. Like uh, we just had a tent and food, and then we just pretty much had to figure everything else out. I mean, we had like decks of cards and stuff like that, but um, it's just a lot of hiking around, being in nature, seeing cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm super jealous. It looks like like a ton of fun. Like I, I have always wanted to go to like the southwest. I don't know, just like the the scenery in general just looks everything I see out there is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't need to say it's beautiful. Like it, it's, uh, it's crazy. One thing that kind of sucks is recently, and I didn't really know too much about it, but apparently there was a, uh, invasive species that hit Colorado pretty hard. The, uh, bark beetle. Okay. Mm. So there's like entire slopes of mountains that are just brown because all the trees are dead. Oh shit! Okay. Oh wow. Um, and we drove across the mountain. There's this Trail Ridge Road, which basically goes from the east side of the mountains over the top to the west side. Super beautiful drive. But on the west side, there's this little town called uh, Grand Lake, which it was like a very popular tourist kind of attraction. When we went there, half the stuff was closed in the middle of the week, and all of the trees around were dead. Like it was Damn. completely obliterated by this bark beetle, which was really sad. Yeah, that yeah, is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but the real reason I wanted to bring this up is because there's oh, there's yeah. a problem in this country, <laughs> and I'm trying to solve it. Yeah. Who actually lives in Nebraska? <laughs> I think my, this is my mental image of Nebraska. Okay, Nebraska is a big state. It is a big state. Um, it, I drove the length of it. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay. I think it's like Omaha and Lincoln and then nothing. You are 100% correct. I that think it's, is it's true. It's bigger than Wisconsin, I think. Like I'm pretty like sure it is. Square footage, I guess footage is, you know, square miles. Um, <laughs> square feet of a state. Square <laughs> <laughs> How many bedrooms does a state got? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> How many inches is it to the moon? It's actually pretty big, but like, I, yeah, I don't think anybody lives there. <laughs> so, the you we crossed into Nebraska from Iowa, and you go through Omaha. It's right on the the river, like the border between Iowa. And I don't remember which river. I'm not a geographer <laughs> or smart, uh, but, um. And Omaha is actually kind of a pretty city. It's like a, kind of on a valley. It's spread out. It's It looks nice. And I was like, well, why, why are people talking shit about Nebraska? This is actually kind of nice. 
Little did I know, as soon as you leave <laughs> Omaha, it's just us. You drive a fl- you drive on uh, eighty Highway eighty stri- in a straight line across the state. The speed limit is eighty because they're like, "Get out of here!" and you gotta get out of here as fast <laughs> as possible. And it's just corn. It's all corn with farmhouses. Like there's no civilization. So for like I'm, hours and hours and hours, like straight. It's literally just that. Yeah, and then you just wonder to yourself, like, who like actually is living level. here? <laughs> and it doesn't look like there's, like, roads connecting these farms to anything. It literally looks like there's just farmhouses surrounded by corn with nothing else around. It's like, how do they get there? How do they leave? Do they leave? Is there anyone actually living there? It's like there? one of those North Korean groceries. It's just like a... It's like, <laughs> it's like a facade? Yeah. It's, it's they like just stage, stand up? Stagecraft, yeah. <laughs> so i don't understand if anyone listening is from nebraska clue me in what do you do in your state besides sit on the porch of your farm and chew on straw Go or, corn like, I, <laughs> so yeah that was uh it's quite an experience um wouldn't recommend driving through nebraska in a single day that was a long drive 14 hours Nothing to look at. Yeah, that is fourteen hours. Damn. Well, not just for Nebraska. That was the whole oh, okay, trip. Oh, okay, but... okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, Nebraska. It's Holy like shit. wider than Texas. Yeah. Uh, you get to the end of Nebraska, you just start over again. You just loop right back to. The honestly, first they mile. should give you a prize. Like there should be a prize handout at the end of Nebraska. If you <laughs> like enter. a big carnival tent at the end. <laughs> yeah, they give you like a just a big stuffed teddy bear, and they're like, "You made it." Don't come it looks back. to me like they were trying to give you free corn the whole way. You True. just didn't take advantage of it. Yeah. So after a while, Shay and I were like, we just randomly, when you're driving and we're both falling asleep, we'd go, holy shit! And then we'd be like, what? And it'd be like, corn! <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It never got old. That's actually pretty funny. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Colorado, awesome. Nebraska, eh, I'm not convinced. Cool. I, I guess speaking of traveling, I was in <clears throat> Austin, Texas, all last week for work. Yeah. Um, you said it was just pretty like nice a little, there. Like it was nice. Like when my last job, when they sent us all home, it wasn't weird because like I knew all those people. <laughs> but like <laughs> starting a new job, it's so weird. Just like I have all these coworkers and like people that I work with that I've never met in my whole life. They're just like faces on a screen. It's like it, I don't know. It was weird. So it was it was cool to like you know get it, be able to go in person and meet everybody. Um, had a good time there. Uh, Austin's a really cool city. Um, I could never live there because <laughs> it's like a nightmare to like get around. Uh, unless you like, if you were, if you didn't care about owning a car or driving and wanted to live in an apartment, it'd be it would be a really cool place to live. But like, it's traffic is otherworldly it's unbelievable i always I've, i don't think i've ever driven in the state that i like like i've driven in a lot of states and i hated all of them especially <laughs> cities <clears throat> they have these really cool things on the freeways there um where like every mile or so there's like a cutout on the left side of the freeway where you can do a u-turn it's like like where the shoulder turns into a lane and you can turn left and then get on the freeway going the other direction and then merge back into traffic. Oh. But like if you miss an exit, you're not like fucked. That is yeah, cool. Yeah, that's actually really handy. It's super nice. 
because there's always those access roads in between yeah but they're always like blocked off or like there's signs that say don't use this and there's always yeah. like state troopers parked there <laughs> so uh, that was cool <laughs> i it, it literally takes like come to texas we have a spot to turn around yeah yeah dude in in downtown it takes like 20 minutes to go like 0.7 miles it's so <clears> crazy i've always thought texas must be pretty magical because everybody i know who either moved there or lived there think talks about it like the promised land i, I know people you... that visited there and never came back yeah and like my sister for example went to college there and she still basically claims that she's a texan like <laughs> and my brother-in-law is the same way like they always talk about texas like it's home and that's where they've lived chronologically the least amount of time i bet you like 10 years ago austin was like the coolest place in the world to live now it's like a nightmare but i, I now bet the you californians have come <laughs> i bet you pretty recently before there was a trillion people there it was pretty cool and i've been around texas i've been to like dallas and i've been around it I, you know, I think it. there must be something about the culture there that sucks you in. Because I, I, for me, it was just another hot place to be. The culture of zero <laughs> income tax. That's the, oh, that's the sure. culture that everybody gets really into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've only ever been to Houston, I think, in Texas. Which is a massively spread out. It takes like two hours to get across the city on the highway. <clears throat> it's just like so spread out and <clears throat> huge. They got but the, uh, the food was so good there. I still think about this one seafood restaurant I went to on a, oh, on a business trip. Oh, I talking about that, yeah. It's so good. That's why when I asked you where you were in Texas, I was hoping you'd say Houston, so I could oh, yeah. <laughs> tell you to just go <laughs> to that place and get exactly what I got because it was so good. I ate a um, uh, $170 tab at a steakhouse. It was pretty good. Ooh, nice. <laughs> and then at the Texas end, beef. I didn't have the balls to expense any of it. <laughs> you, just, you just absorbed it? Yeah, I just ate it. You didn't let uh, well, Papa Amazon okay. put the bill? I, Tom, you don't understand. $160 to Corey is a $10 bill. I would work. feel... Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I forgot this how is, poor I was for a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the thing, I, okay? I felt my stomach drop into my balls when you said $160, and I remember that we live in two different ecosystems. <laughs> this is the thing, okay? What I, I, I'm trying to imagine me at the end of the week filling out the expense report, okay? And it's like, oh, uh, yeah, I had a $10 sandwich at the deli. At a Whole Foods. And $400 um, of booze. And then I went to In-N-Out on Thursday. Uh, we all went out, uh, whatever, I had like a club sandwich. Uh, and then $200 at the steakhouse. <laughs> and okay, they're, well, and they're like, the thing. wait, what? <laughs> I, so, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, were you there with other um, employees? I was, but we, we chose to go there like on our own. We're like, hey, we should go okay. to this place. It wasn't yeah, like, like our, our boss wasn't like, hey, meet us here. Because then I'm swiping the card. Fuck that. Sure. The Like the... Uh, Okay, well, no, like, so the way it worked at my company was, you, like, you could eat anywhere you wanted. Yeah. And the the most senior person, not necessarily a manager, but, like, the most, the, the highest pay grade or whatever would expense the meal for everybody. Yeah, okay, so the way, it's similar here. If we're, every time we went out and my boss was there, she just used her card to pay for everybody. Yeah. Um, There were a few times unorganized like not official work get together stuff where me and other coworkers would just decide on our own to go meet up at a place. See, I've never um, had a coworker and, and invite then, me anywhere after work. So yeah, I don't know what that feeling's like. <laughs> and then we That's used, a weird. Then then I used my Kinda company weird, bro. card for those. Kind of gay. I've only ever had people hang out with me when they were told that they had to by a superior <laughs> by, by a higher power. Actually awkwardly so. Like I would be visiting other places and they would all be talking about their plans afterward and they'd be like oh sam you probably have a nice hotel and i'd be like yeah i do 
Ah, get yeah, the fuck out of here, loser. Yeah, that's a pool. That's an oh, <laughs> exercise room. Yeah. Everything I could need. Yeah. Continental breakfast. Oh, those scooter oh. things are so yeah. fucking fun. Oh, my God. Dude, Duluth has them. I've those, cruised like, around on them a few times. They're a blast. Yeah, dude. Yeah. They're so fun. I fucking... I ate shit on one, drunk as fuck, in front of a bus stop, in front of like 30 people. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. I saw the bruise. It's uh, true. Can't confirm. I've never ridden on one of those because I almost hit people, or I used to when I lived more in the city. I used to almost hit people on those things constantly because they just like zip around like it's nothing. So they're, now I have an irrational hatred fast. for them. I will they look they for go way faster than they should. They go too fast to be on the sidewalk, but not fast enough to be on the street. There yeah, was a big exactly. nurse. This is actually very relevant. There was a big like. So if you if you're not aware, the Minnesota Nurses uh, Association is striking pretty big. It's the biggest uh, private strike in nursing history. Um, and two of our major hospitals are involved. And I'm not part of the union, but one day I will be again. It's just inevitable. And I have a ton of friends that are in the union. So I went and I protested with them i took some days off work and i went and i marched with them Mm -hmm. uh, just to show some support but marching up and down the hills in duluth is annoying so i went and got one of those scooters yeah and so i got a picket sign and i went and i scootered around in a circle people thought it was hilarious excellent which if you're working with your brain if you're gonna protest do it on a scooter because that is just the way to do it can you imagine an entire crowd of people just on those scooters down a road (laughs) 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 that would be so funny Driving around the campus all day protesting. Did they um they you're not supposed to drive them on the sidewalk. They have like a little speaker. They like yell at you if you're if they detect that you're on the sidewalk. Oh really? <laughs> Wait, oh, what? You're not supposed to be the on the sidewalk. No, you're supposed yet. to drive them on the road. That seems like <clears throat> there's like a little not chime, a like a doo 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 doo. It like yell, it yells at you. It's like avoid sidewalks. It just says that over and over again. You should just be able to shout, I'm avoiding dying. Yeah, true. If if there's a bike lane in the street, I'll do it on the street. But I'm not just yeah. going to be in a fucking lane in traffic on a fucking scooter. I'm not doing that. <laughs> you doing the hand signals? Yeah. I'm I, turning I, right. I will die. <laughs> meet me. Please, yeah, so please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a vote. Who do you think had more fun? Uh, Corey in Texas. Or okay, Tom here's in the other. Here's the flip side. Okay, just so you can uh, vote informed. Uh, working in an office again for the week. I forgot what it was like to pretend to look busy. Yeah, I forgot about that art form. <clears throat> it's a it's a lost skill, and I do not miss it. There was a lot of just like. No, nobody got like any real work done all week. Because it was like stuff Party scheduled week. during the day all day. It's like <laughs> touring different stuff and I don't know, like act, like group activity stuff. Uh, and like in between, we're all like sitting in like office space, <laughs> like just pre- everybody's like collectively pretending <laughs> to work. Nobody's doing anything. I got super bitter about that just recently, yeah. uh, just randomly. In that, because uh, now everybody's going back to the office. Like work from home jobs are becoming more <clears throat> scarce again. Yep. And I really missed it. Like I, n- I'll probably never get to work from home. And a lot of people have had that now, and a lot of people are fighting for it. And I don't know why, but suddenly I just got mad that I ne- have never gotten to have that joy. If you stay on, like, management track, I assume you'll get to do it eventually, right? No, because I could – I mean, even the, pe- the COO and the CEO are in office. Mm, 
Time to move jobs again. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what else yeah. we got? Uh, let's see. Well, we got about twenty minutes left. Should we start the uh, music? Yeah, let's get into or... the music part. Yeah, let's get into it. I was gonna say I haven't listened to this like I guess super recently, but I'm so familiar with the album, I don't think it really matters. Yeah, I had, I had the same thought. I listened to it when I thought we'd be recording two weeks after the last episode. Yeah, and then go back. To I've it, heard it a billion times. I've, yeah. yeah, this is an album that I've heard more times than most albums. So, so on this week's. I don't even do we we don't even have a name for this, do we? I thought music, we did. I don't remember. Music what book it club is. formidable the formidable years. The new class. Uh is uh Reliant K's mm-hmm on my recommendation. <clears throat> Not recommendation. We've all had heard it before. I brought it up, but for as far as formidable uh, not formidable. Formative. I don't know why I keep getting those confused. Albums go. This is probably one of the most in my uh, history. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll start with like a little back history of it. Uh, again, you we've talked now for several weeks about our, you know, very Christian upbringings and the limitation of media you are allowed to consume. Um, and there were a couple of glimmers that kind of poked through that were just good in general, not just good for a Christian band. And I would firmly put Reliant K in that camp. They're just a very good group in general. Um, they started out as kind of the Christian version of Blink-182. Their first two albums are very... Uh, blinky. Blinky, pop-punky kind of fairs. They deviated from that a little bit in their third album, which is Two Lefts Don't Make a Right, but Three Do. And then they went further for this album, which is... Mm-hmm. And it's just a very good alternative uh alternative pop punky fair i don't even really know what box to put this in exactly i don't i wouldn't call it pop punk because it doesn't have like the same that's probably closest but yeah it doesn't i would call it pop punk just personally elevated Um, pop punk maybe yeah i i always just like have put it in the umbrella category post progressive that's probably honestly it's probably contemporary it's probably contemporary or alternative is probably where it is um but yeah fantastic album i remember when it came out uh me and my sister are both very big fans of flying k so we'd listen to this uh, album all the time on our way to school um at one point i knew every word to every song i don't know if i do anymore but i could probably fake my way through most of them (laughs) i listened to it a lot like this is one of those albums that uh, i never quite got sick of and i still listen to to this day every once in a while i'll just be like i should listen to that again so it's uh, something that's been very influential in my life. And I think I made the claim last episode that I probably wouldn't have started playing guitar or anything if I hadn't heard this album, which is, I think, true. Cause, I see uh, that. There's a lot of really tasty riffs on this album. Yeah. I could like, see, like, being a kid listening to this and being like, oh, I want to I wanna be able to do that. Yeah. So, like, it made music... From everything I had heard up until that point, this is what made it seem like a cool thing to maybe explore. And I think in the liner notes, uh, you you can look at Matt Thiessen and you see all the instruments he plays for the record and he plays mm-hmm. like everything yeah. except for the like rhythm guitar or bass <laughs> that guy, and stuff. That guy's insanely talented. And uh, the lyrics are just so good, but we can dive more into that. Um, th- what else, what other, what kind of history do you guys have with this album specifically? Um, I think, 
for me, I think two left to make a right, but three do was my mm-hmm for you. Like that one. I remember. Okay. Um. Oh. Oh shit. The okay core memory unlocked now. Um, All right. I do you remember? <laughs> Excuse me. I have AIDS. Um. <laughs> do you remember? So like there was now. That's what I call music. Do you remember what the Christian version yes. was? Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I had a Wow DVD. Oh, I had the same one. I know exactly which uh, one you're going to talk about. And it about. had the music video for Chapstick, Chap Lips, and things like Chemistry. Yes. Um, which was one of the singles. Maybe the, I don't know. One of the yeah, was that the old folks' home? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Good. <laughs> it's a good music video, actually, unironically. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I probably watched that like five million times, and then I eventually got that album. This is circa like, I don't know, like sixth grade, seventh grade, something like, like 2005, that. 2005, 2006-ish. Yeah, something like that. The album came out in 2004, so yeah, around yeah. that era. Um, so yeah, I listened to that a, a trillion times, and then when mm-hmm come out, it came out, it was the same thing. Um, that one, that one had like the major commercial, like that was on the radio all the time. Um, yeah, both Christian and secular. Yeah, a couple of uh, songs. Yeah, broke they through. they reached the Fuse top ten. I don't even think Fuse is a TV network anymore, but that was like where you went for <laughs> speaking you didn't want pop music. Speaking of core memories, Fuse TV, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Fuse TV, yeah. baby. <laughs> introduced me to a lot of it introduced me to the Killers. I hope Fuse a lot. Fuse played a lot of good music. Um, I guess I did. I don't think I've ever watched Fuse. Yeah, mm, oh, I watched mm-hmm, it a lot. Uh like mhm and two lefts. Uh or I guess just for like in general like you said like the the the, the Christian music that stood the test of time. Is like that, and like maybe one or two other bands that I still listen to, and like all the other ones you look back and you're like, oh god, like the all the the rest of them are the reason why we made this segment in the first place. Where it's like, yeah. oh god, look yeah. what we used to listen to. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because I was talking about this with my sister too, and we were both commenting that DC Talk is actually like a very talented band. Yeah, they are. It's actually. just that they're so preachy. <laughs> yeah, colored people. <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway, sorry. Back to Rolling K. So my experience with this album is being a little bit older than you. Uh, my initial introduction to Reliant K was with the song Marilyn Mansonate, My Girlfriend. Oh, God. Mm. Yeah. And fun fact, trivia fact, that was about Katy Perry. Because uh, Matt Thiessen dated Katy Perry back in the day. Katy Perry started out as a Christian artist. Yeah. That ended up True making fact. I Kissed a Girl and, and I Liked It and skyrocketed off. So, um, he has some <clears throat> uh, production and writer's credits on some of her Yep. Uh, songs. Yeah, I bet they've stayed in touch at least somewhat. It's but uh, so I was, uh, and if you went to youth group in the early thousands, Reliant K was inseparable from that environment. Uh, everybody loved Reliant K. Uh, Sadie Hawkins dance in my khaki okay. pants. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Like that was <laughs> it, it was inescapable. It was if you went into a, a room after the little sermon they would do like as a gimmick <laughs> at every youth group. Dude, that's if you song, went down to the pool room, that this out like Reliant K was on. That song was that's playing at the was. fucking airport at my gate in Austin. <laughs> what? what? That's so weird. I, I, I totally forgot that. Sadie funny. Hawkins dance yeah, was? Yeah, it was. Oh wow. I haven't heard that like out in the wild in a million years. That's uh, funny. Um, but by the time mm-hmm, mm-hmm, hit this like perfect time when pop punk was at its peak, like there was like with uh, the, it was like the Blink One and Two self-titled album, uh, um, Newfound Glory, uh, Weezer. These bands were just they were they were at the top of their game, and Reliant K released this absolute banger of an album at that time. 
And I think I've read an interview with Matt Thiessen where he basically agrees with that sentiment where they became, they blew up, they destroyed the Christian scene and like broke into the mainstream pretty huge in a way that I think they had a really hard time replicating. I think actually as good as this album is, I think it kind of destroyed them as well. Yeah. Because I think they got a taste of like worldwide success. And I think that they had a real problem trying to capture that again. And I'd be willing to bet that there was a lot of internal I've never heard of any, but I'd be willing to bet that the success from this album caused a lot of internal strife because a lot of the yeah. members left the band after this. Yep, that's true. I think it's <laughs> like the next, uh, what's the next album, Five Score. Yeah, I think they retained a lot of it for the, the follow-up album, but the one after that, they a lot of them. I think, because it used to be Dave, Matt, Dave, Matt, and John. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like Dave and Matt and Ethan. and. I think that's just down to two members now, isn't it? Officially, yeah. They have, like, I just saw them actually... Actually, Corey, you were there too, right? Yep. Yeah, it's just like last year. Uh, they have a like a full band, but they're like the only actual members, and they're the two founding members, I think. And it's Matt Thiessen and uh, Matt Hoops. Oh sure, yeah. And uh, but I loved this album. I listened to this album over and over and over again, just like everybody. I thought that it was incredible. I thought that it was like peak <laughs> pop punk material. Um, and yeah, that's my history with it. I'd already been introduced to them, so it wasn't like an introduction thing. But I do remember like thinking like, I think blink Twenty Two self-titled album is their best. I think that this is, well, actually, I don't actually think, I have to take that back. I don't think that this is Reliant K's best album. I think I that they're the same. I think there's a couple in line for the best. Actually, I think oh, there's man, one that's much hard. more impactful and... Uh, mm-hmm. more of an art piece than this one is, but yep, I bet I bet we we have the same opinion then. Collapsible lung. Is... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Fuck um, no. I think um, I think your you guys are thinking forget and not slow down. Yeah. Yes. I think that is. Uh, I think you're right. I think five score is like right there though. Oh, see, I never got into five score. I bought it when I was in the army, and I don't know why, but I just never clicked with it. Okay. It felt like them trying to recapture this. That's what that album felt like from the beginning to me. I just didn't get into the singles. I didn't get into the album. I know a lot of people love like their almost Queen-esque closer. I forget what it's even called. Death, Deathbed. Deathbed. Yeah, I know a lot of people really like that song. I don't know why, and, and I can't justify this, and I don't think that I'm writing it. That always felt like if there's a song where, that was like Reliant K selling out, somehow Deathbed always felt like it to me. <clears throat> yeah, I can see that, and like I and there was a short documentary about the making of Forget and Not Slow Down on their website for a long time. I might still be up there. I'm not sure, but they the comments made by some of the band members was like they didn't really care too much for Five Score because it was so produced yeah. and very poppy, and then basically Forget and Not Slow Down was them kind of breaking apart from that. And then there was like a whole bunch of other history involved, but. Uh, we're not here to talk about that. Nope. We're here to talk about, mm-hmm, so we should do scores. Or actually, Corey, were you finished? What? Oh, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So anyway, I think for all three of us, this is a formative band. This is like oh, a, yeah. a pillar, a pillar of, of our musical tastes. Is Reliant K in general and probably this album as well. So. Yeah. Important to all of us. So uh, I'd say, even it, so first score is today's, then we go back and do the nostalgia yeah, one, right? At the That's end, we say what we would have done as nostalgic, yeah. Okay. So I would give this... Uh, I think I'd still give it a five, honestly. Hmm. I'm trying to perfect pay. score for me. Let me. See. I would on. give it a three. I'm gonna look at the track list to think about. Hang on, hang on. 
Um, dude, every single one of these is just a banger. It's either a four or a five. I'm trying to think of a reason why it isn't a five. That's what I'm doing right now. Um, I I think I have to say four. I think I would have said five back when I was a kid. I think I have to say four now, though, just so that there's headroom, because I do think there are other Reliant K albums that are better. Uh, I guess that's fair. I don't want to change my score, though. I'll just say six for those ones. Okay. <laughs> right. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah. All right, um, so let's break it down. Yeah, so I don't even really know where to start. There's like... I, let's oh, just go uh, track one, by track. Yeah, so like the one... The one thing I brought up that we didn't dive into right away was the lyricism of Matt Thiessen. Oh, he yeah. has a very distinct, clever uh, writing methodology, it seems like, where you can like tell something is distinctly <laughs> something he's written. Yeah. Uh, it's like um, there's like those old Hollywood dudes. It's like a, it's like there's some new like Katy Perry single or whatever. And like you like it turns out it was written by some 70 year old Harry dude. And it's like, yeah. that's like, that's the future that Matt Thiessen is destined for. Like that guy, he just writes catchy shit and he's just never, ever going to stop. I feel like he just like, I, I like lyrically and not, not even just melodically, like songwriting, like just lyrically alone. Like he's, I, I can't think of anybody who's better than him. He's like insane. He's so good. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's funny. Like, I bring up, mm -hmm, because that was kind of my first big exposure to Reliant K, but, like, for Get Not Slow Down, it's, like, a much better written album, I'd say. Uh, but that's not to say that these ones are badly written. Um, the first track is the one I'm waiting for. A good opener, very catchy. I'm still waiting for you to be the one I'm waiting for. Um, uh, a good lead-in. And then their, the second track... Be My Escape is probably one of their biggest songs yep. ever. And what's funny uh, is I used to hate it. Now I think that that song's brilliant. I don't know why. I used to always skip it. But listening to it now, like the way they shake things up as they like with the composition, the way they keep the song interesting and refreshing mm -hmm. it, like Be My Escape is an absolute bang. That is like Reliant K classic. Yeah. Yes. So like, That's like the, the, the essence of Reliant K. Yeah. If it was like a a deodorant <laughs> scent, it would be Be My Escape. <laughs> um. I really like the third track. Oh, I, I'm actually kind of blasting through these. Do you guys no, have it's any okay. comments no. yeah, on the first two? I, I do have something to say about High 75, though. In okay, that, yeah. Uh, I, was gonna I heard that song the first time at Sunshine Music Festival. Um, They were like, hey, we're going to play a new song. They played High 75. It was at least like six months to a year before the album actually came out. That song was so catchy, I could still sing it leading up to when the album. I was excited yeah, to buy crazy. the album just okay. to hear that song again. Yep. It was so catchy. I heard it once and never forgot the chorus. That's crazy. Like, yeah. For real. Sunny with like, the high I yeah. still Every time it's 75 degrees out, that's what I... <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah. It's like a, it, it's infected my brain permanently. It's it's terminal. Um, but yeah, that song's great. And it's like, yeah. Just a comparing... You know the weather patterns to people's changing emotions and all that kind of stuff is it's, it's clever. It's like mood rings, uh, but weather. Dang yeah. boys, I got to give this the five minute warning. I'm gonna oh, have to crap. go soon. You guys right. can keep recording after me. Like, don't get me wrong, but I'm gonna have to go. Uh, it's okay. We can blast through some of this because I have a feeling a lot of the people who are listening to this have probably also heard this album as well. Um, I saw a consequences, another banger. Super that was my song. favorite track on Underrated the album for a song. very long time. Album. 
Um, um, oh, speaking of uh, Tsonisms, my girl's ex-boyfriend is like a clear example of like his writing style. Like he's, yeah, he's it's a, a song thanking song. his yeah. girlfriend's ex-boyfriend yeah. <laughs> for not seeing the value in his girlfriend and breaking up with her. Like that's the, <laughs> the thrust of the song. Very catchy, very good. More Than Useless is also a very good one. Wish to Bury Us or the Hatchet is a <coughs> fantastic one. That's another one of my top. In the top three, it's that one, ISO A Consequences, and Beat My Escape, I think. Uh, I like how that one flows straight into Let It All Out. Yeah, like that's a great ballad. transition yeah, between those two. That That's a fantastic. Like, if you're going to have a ballad in your song, having, like, eight lead into nine like that was just outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, every single song on this album, I'm thinking right now, they're all so good. Who I Am Hates Who I've Been is another excellent song. That's another very Tsunami flavored lyrically. Um, Maintain Consciousness. That one is probably the most forgettable on the album. That's one of the ones that actually dropped the album down. I hate to say it. Maintain Consciousness. I I was getting kind of bored by that point when I I did my re-listen. That's just me, though. I think This Week the Trend is... Oh, I love that That was another one that was just kind of... Do you? Uh, Yeah. I think it's catchy, but it is maintaining consciousness and this week the trend kind of almost feel like filler. I, they're still very well written and like clever, I think. And the, the filler for Reliant K is better than most things, but I yeah, agree that's that they feel yeah. like filler. That's probably those two are probably the weakest on the album. The last two tracks is a really great wrap up to the album, though. I think Life After Death and Taxes is very good, and When I Go Down is also very good. Um, I was surprised by how much I like Let It All Out this time. Life After Death and Taxes is one of those songs that I I haven't heard in like six years and it still gets stuck in my head all the time. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, that pretty much wraps up all the tracks. I know we didn't really do a super deep dive, but... um, But you touched on the lyricism and that that was my biggest note when I wrote my little note for this was just that his lyricism is, is what sets... I mean... The melodies are great. Like they were very good at that, but I think it's just, he put so much thought into making sure that every line had like a point and purpose. Like he sets up punchlines and then knocks them out almost like a, almost in a hip hop esque way, but a little cornier. And I think he, there's a bonus song in the, in two left, don't make right, but three do where they do a rap song. And I think that, I think he very much anchored some of what he did in that kind of style of yeah lyric delivery. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot about that bonus track. I think we had the CD and it just randomly started playing. Yeah, at the end because it wasn't listed on the sleeve. And it's like what yeah, that was happened? definitely a pre MP3 thing. Uh, bands used to hide secret songs at the end of their albums. It was really cool. And if you'd sit around and wait around for like ten minutes, another yeah. song would start. Yep. Yeah, good times. Um, so what would you have rated this as a kid? Oh, five easily. Yeah, oh, five this was a five me, for yeah. me. Yeah, easily. I thought that this was as good as music got for a long time. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So, well, real quick, what did we learn today? Oh. Sorry, unless you guys are going to keep recording after I'm gone. That's up to oh, you. I was just going to say if any, uh, who's next for the recommendation? Oh, yeah, they is have it me something. or Sam? I think it's you, Corey. I think okay. you're next. Oh, Has everybody done two? Because I, I haven't so. done two yet. Oh, oh, so then it's you, Sam. Yeah, then it's yeah you. we've okay. done two. Okay. So this is actually going to fit right into the narrative perfectly because from Reliant K, I was introduced. It was seventh grade coming home from summer camp. Somebody gave me headphones and we're like, oh, if you like Reliant K, you'll love this. And it was the first departure from Christian music ever in my life. And it opened up a door. (laughs) And uh, 
from this point on, I was sneaking uh, secular music in in lots of fun ways that I'll disclose later. But uh-oh, uh, it was none other than Blink One Eighty Two. Take off your pants and jacket. Oh shit! Oh dude, that album. Which in the I'm so excited to listen to that again. <laughs> so yeah, that's the next one. Blink One Eighty Two. Take off your pants and jacket. All right, real oh, quick, yeah. what did we learn today? Boop 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 boop. Uh, I learned. Uh, uh, I watched didn't have too of, much Star Trek. <laughs> there weren't. That was gonna be mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have. A, there weren't a lot of zingers. This wasn't a zingy episode. Uh, I think yeah, we've been out of it for a like weeks. that. Yeah, where it's like. Yeah, because we're trying to cover a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. I learned that uh, the Earthworm Jim writer oh, worked on VeggieTales. That's an actual. Yeah, uh, I actually one. learned that today. Very interesting. Uh, I learned... Holy shit! What? What? Did Corey just die? What? That was the joke. Oh, it's corn. It's yeah, corn, it's the right? corn. Oh, did it's you corn. say corn? Oh. No, I didn't say corn. I was waiting for the, I was waiting for the joke to land, but... <laughs> oh, okay. I fucked well, it up. <laughs> there was right. a minute where I thought, like, because I know your house is under construction. I was like, did Corey just fall through? He <laughs> <laughs> fell through into the basement. <laughs> would we release the episode if Corey died live on the on the air? Would it be I would. like a? <laughs> I play that as eulogy. Uh, just for the record, for the future, that's what I w- would want to happen. You'd want it to come out. Yeah, I would just is what was... walk up to, <laughs> to the front in a black suit and be like, "He asked for this to be played," <laughs> and then it's just this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a funeral once where they played. Um, the person that had died had left a ton of voicemails of prank calls on somebody's phone and they played all of them and it was a really cool thing to do at a funeral but man did it make it harder there's yeah. something harder about actually seeing somebody's personality come through yeah and they were pretty yeah. funny actually <laughs> and uh i gotta tell you yeah there's something to be said for having your humor and who you really were come out during your funeral that makes it a bit more impactful agreed we all learned that today we all learned that one day we'll die, and all you'll have left is your jokes, so make them funny. <laughs> the inexorable march of time. But what if you're not <laughs> funny? for us all. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. You're fucked. Oh. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, stay hard, America. And we'll be back. Hopefully not as long of a gap next time. But, you know, life happens sometimes. So we we have other things besides this podcast, okay? Just give me a freaking break. True. Has anybody been bothering you for it? No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> shouting at nothing. I was going to say, what are the saddest I'm shouting at the voices in my head. <laughs> at no point has anybody ever been like, when you drop in another podcast. I think that might have happened once, but that was like a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. Star Trek. Anyway, I'll stop talking now. <laughs> All right. Stay hard, All right, America. So stay hard, America. Okay. See ya. Bye. See ya.